Erevin Perk Yud Mishnah Base 10.2. The Mishnah continues exactly where it left off with the previous Mishnah. And in fact, the way we have in the Gemara, this is a single Mishnah combined with the previous. So we ended up by saying that if you're transferring an object, like you find this tefillin, in a scenario where you're afraid to sit and guard them because there are you know, robbers in the neighborhood, and therefore you want to save the tefillin from any disgrace, but at the same time you can't linger around because it's too dangerous, and there are too many to just put on the single pair. So what you do is, said the previous Mishnah, you'll walk and stop, walk and stop, each time traversing less than four amos, and that way um, you'll never come to do the malach of Hotza, or actually it's called Havara when you're transferring four amos to the Nusha Zerabim. Now on that, Rabbi Shimon disagrees. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Nosnan lachavero v'chavero lachavero ad shemagi lachatzera chitzona. Says Rabbi Shimon, no, we don't want to do that because people make mistakes. You could think you're stopping every less than four amos, but you know what? It just takes one misstep, one underestimation, you've transferred four amos, and then isr de oraisam. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon says the better thing to do is to just make like a long line of people and each person hands the next person to the next person to the next person. Um, each person standing less than four almost away from the previous, and that way no one's transferring anything before more than four almost, and no one will make mistakes, and everything will be done safer. Now the Tanakama, the, that was the previous Shita, the previous Mishnah, said that you should do it one person, start, stop, and his thought is that if you have this whole long train of people, then like I'll call it the Chil Shabbos is evident. I mean, people can see that you know you're you're sort of circumventing the spirit of the law. And that being the case, the, the previous Tana held the better way to do is as one person start and stop rather than get the whole community involved in transferring this thing. The halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, and that means if you have the option of making a long train of people, so then that's the way to do it. Um, of course, that sounds highly impractical in normal circumstances. Um, but even Rabbi Shimon would agree if you haven't got a long train of people enough people to make this train, so then even one person can do it piece piece, step by step, less than less than four months at a time, and that's going to be okay. Now, Rabbi Shimon is going to have a similar case here. Here it says, V'chein, the same goes, same principle applies, if beno, one's son, that is to say the case is that a woman gave birth in a field, now the child's been born on Shabbos and needs its, its basic, you know, what I'll call now medical attention, it needs to be cleaned and washed and so on. So therefore it needs to get in home and it's out in a place that's either Carmelis or Shusaram. So the same technique would apply. If you have enough people, then you should make a train rather than one person carrying the baby. And no snalachavero Just make the train and pass person to person to person. A filomea. Even if you have a hundred people required in the that train of you know one to the next in order to get the baby back um, to work and get its proper medical attention. The Gemara asks, why in the world did you add the, what does this afilomea, even 100 people coming to add? The point is, you might have thought that if you have to weigh out the values between the discomfort of the child that would arise from being handed to 100 different people and um, the opportunity instead to let the child be comfortable, but one person takes steps each time less than four hours and stopping again, so then you might have thought, better to not discomfort the child, but says Rabbi Shimon, no, better to let the child be uncomfortable and make sure no one is Machal Shabbos. Um, the Allah has a Rabbi Shimon, like I said, although if it actually, this totally theoretical scenario actually became practical, I would question whether today what we know about etiology and the passing on of, of a disease to a newborn child, probably not such a good idea. Okay, now in both those cases, you have Rabbi Shimon 
telling you you're allowed to transfer this either this tefillin to save them from bizion or the child could need medical attention as any newborn would um, for the sake of a mitzvah but what about if you're doing it just for uh, rishus? you just want to transport something so then can you do it so the answer of Shimon would say no you can't his leniency like the previous sheet says leniency is only when it's like some pressing need to do a mitzvah or similar but Rabbi Yehuda Omer nosn l'chavero the excuse me Rabbi Yehuda Omer nosn adam chavis l'chavero Rabbi Yehuda says if you find just a barrel that you want to keep and it's in a place you can't carry it, it's in a Carmelist. So then Rebuda says you can just pick up the barrel and give it to your friend, the Chaver Lechaver, and the, make a train of people transferring this barrel through the Carmelist each time less than Dalar Amos. Even if you're going to go more than 2,000 Amos in distance, that's going to be acceptable, says Rebbe Yehuda. Most unfortunately, like I said before, understand this even for Devarashus. You just want to get this barrel, you know, doing it for the sake of um, some mitzvah. Although there are those who learn, we're talking about a case where there's some important supplies inside the barrel that need to be transferred. Now, what does it mean a feel outside of the tchum? So we've learned already when Masech's Aaron, we know that a person's confined to a 2,000 almost around his home, as we just saw, this is Makhon Shvisa, we defined that before. Now, out in the field, you just have 2,000 almost. But the rule in general is that a person's animals and his utensils also are confined to the same tchum that he's confined to. We've seen that before also. The question is, what about a hefker object, an ownerless object? So does an ownerless object get its own um, tchum and it's confined to it 2,000 amos? Or no, since it's ownerless, it doesn't have any tchum and so it can go as far as, as, far as it's transferred. It's not a problem, per se. Um, we actually discussed this previously in the Sechta, here it came up again, and Rabbi Yehuda holds that that ownerless objects simply do not get any particular um, any particular trum on Shabbos, and therefore he holds there's no problem transporting this barrel as far as you want it's not an issue. However, Amrulo the Chacham disagree, and they say Lo Tahalech Zu Yosemaragli Balea. It can't go farther than um, the feet of its owner. Now, the truth is, it has no owner. But this is sort of um, doesn't mean exactly what it says. What it means is that if it had a hypothetical owner, it would be confined to two thousand amos. And the, uh, the Chachamim here who argue with Rabbi Yehuda hold that Niske Hefker Konin Shvisa Bimkoman that ownerless property automatically get this 2,000 almost in which they start Shabbos in and can't go beyond that point as if they had been owned by somebody at that place and therefore they say that you would not be able to transfer this chavis, this barrel beyond 2,000 almost at all events um, because of the rules of Tchum as it would apply to this particular object. The halach however is like Rabbi Yehuda meaning that, that um, ownerless objects are not confined to any particular Tchum and therefore you can transfer them from where you find them um, to wherever, you know, the rules of Tchum will still apply to each individual, he has to stay within his Tchum, but the object itself is not uh, restricted.